Welcome to Business Line's State of the Economy podcast, where you'll find insight, analysis, and the story behind the numbers. Namaskar. My name is Shishir. Welcome to the latest episode of State of Economy. We have with us Aditi Nair, Chief Economist with ICRA. Aditi, uh, just a quick take on the interim budget. So many things have been said already. So, uh, and you have also written an article for our newspaper also. What is your quick assessment uh, since more of more fine fine prints are already in uh, there. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be here. See, on the interim budget, the two main things that we were looking for were the fiscal deficit uh, figure for FI24 and 25. And within that, what was the amount of uh, capital expenditure that was penciled in and whether it looked realistic or not. So on both of these counts, uh, we have been pleasantly surprised that the government is targeting a lower fiscal deficit to GDP ratio than what we had uh, projected for FI24 and 25, and that uh, within this, CapEx is actually slightly larger than what we had uh, expected, particularly for FI25. Now, how is the fiscal math getting balanced? A little bit, uh, we are um, uh, apprehensive that the non-tax revenue numbers uh, may be a little optimistic, that only time will tell. While the nominal GDP growth is higher than what we had expected, the overall tax revenue numbers are actually in line with our uh, projections. So uh, that uh, seems to be quite uh, comfortable. On CapEx itself, uh, you know, for FY25, the amount penciled in is 11.1 trillion. Whereas we had uh, projected a number of 10.2 trillion. So there's quite a large gap over there. And here our apprehension is that uh, once the elections take place and uh, presuming that the full budget is uh, presented on July 1, uh, which is already into the monsoon season, typically we tend to see that CapEx uh, is tardy during the monsoon months. So actually a real pickup in CapEx may be quite back-ended in FI25, uh, which may result in this uh, number turning out to be ambitious. So we're not sure that 11.1 trillion uh, can actually be completed in uh, FI25, given the fact that the budget would, the full budget would possibly be presented only around uh, July. Okay. Aditi, one issue is about this uh, uh, private sector investment. We are not seeing the kind of growth which we were expecting after boost in the uh, public expenditure by the government. Uh, what is your assessment on that? So, you know, on private investment, uh, basically what we feel is that uh, the uh, the capacity utilization is close to that 75% uh, mark after which uh, typically the private sector becomes more uh, uh, emboldened to bring in capacity expansion. At this point in time, what we are seeing is that there are capacity expansion plans in a number of different sectors uh, like we are seeing uh, airlines announcing uh, large plans to uh, buy aircraft. Uh, many hotel chains are adding capacity. Uh, you know, these two are uh, some of the higher end uh, services sector uh, uh, that we have. Even in manufacturing, uh, there are various uh, auto sector uh, entities that have announced uh, expansion. Steel, cement, you know, some of the more traditional sectors, even some of the newer age sectors like electric vehicles and data centers. So there are a number of sectors where there are uh, plans to add capacity, but it's just not the same kind of decibel that we would have seen in previous 
uh, up cycles of the private investment uh, cycle. So this time it's more moderate. It's more, uh, it, it's less noisy in terms of the private uh, capex uh, environment. And uh, this actually may end up being a little more sustainable than uh, what we may have seen in the past. Otherwise, ingredients seem to be in place for private uh, capex to broaden. Um, the urban consumption demand from the surveys that we have from the RBI does seem to be fairly uh, robust, although I would uh, conjecture that even urban demand is uneven and rural demand is certainly cautious in our view. Um, we're at the top of the rate cycle. The rate cuts are visible and the cut cycle is not expected to be so deep that people would delay their uh, capex plans uh, to uh, take advantage of lower uh, rates. So um, I, I am hopeful that uh, private sector uh, capex will continue to broaden and uh, that uh, it will uh, also sustain over the next uh, few quarters. But I don't expect it to be the same kind of very loud or exuberant private capex cycle that we have seen at times in the past. Okay. Aditi, what about the state capex? See, on uh, state government uh, capex, uh, we have uh, seen uh, high growth being budgeted for FY24. And uh, certainly in the first half of the year, uh, the uh, growth was high on a modest base. Uh, for the second half of the year, uh, based on the data which is available so far, we do think that uh, the CapEx target is likely to be missed. Uh, we don't think that uh, the entire amount of CapEx is likely to take place in line with what the states had uh, budgeted for uh, FY24. Uh, nevertheless, uh, the YOY growth for FY24 should still remain healthy, even though it's likely to undershoot what had been planned for the year. Okay. Uh, now coming to the three high-frequency economic indicators, which were out on uh, uh, 31st and then on 1st, and now that's uh, GST number and the PMIs, manufacturing as well as the uh, services. Now we are seeing GST collection uh, more than 1.74 lakh crore. The latest figure is more than 1.74 lakh crore. Do you think that there is a time for uh, going for the reforms, especially in the terms of rate rationalization? See, that is a tough question. And I think ultimately that will depend on what the GST council uh, decides to do. Um, my sense is that uh, states may want to wait and see another year or two of uh, uh, high revenue growth before they're willing to discuss rate rationalization. Okay. And uh, the two PMIs, manufacturing as well as the services, of course, it is a quick survey-based kind of thing. So what are the indications, especially in terms of services PMI, which we are seeing at 61.8? So what are the indications you are getting? So certainly the services PMI has painted a very exuberant picture. And I was saying, uh, as I was saying earlier, this is kind of uh, matching up to at least some of the services sectors uh, where I was talking about uh, the uh, capacity expansion also being underway, like uh, the hotel sector or the aviation sector. Um, you know, I, I frequently uh, travel and I can see that flights are uh, full. Uh, the prices of hotel rooms seem to be uh, only moving in one direction, which is up. So clearly there is a lot of uh, uh, demand for these high-end uh, services. And that is something that does seem to be uh, getting reflected in a sense in the service sector uh, PMI as well. Okay. Now, coming to the uh, another high-frequency economic indicator, of course, the data will be out uh, only uh, next week. That is the inflation number. 
what is your expectation considering the food inflation is still still stubborn? So we uh, had last uh, penciled in a number of 5.2% for uh, the CPI inflation for uh, January. So a good amount of uh, downstep from uh, the previous month's number. Uh, and for FI24 as a whole, we are looking at an average CPI inflation of 5.3%. Uh, now, if the monsoon is well distributed, then we are hopeful that uh, the CPI inflation will moderate to 4.6% in uh, FI25. But here, of course, uh, you know, uh, big if is uh, uh, whether the CPI, whether the monsoon will be well distributed, which is important for uh, staples. And uh, as far as the perishables are concerned, you know, quite often we do end up uh, seeing almost every year we end up seeing a perishable uh, uh, price uh, spike. So hopefully uh, that is something that will get uh, avoided in uh, the coming uh, fiscal year. And and what about January number? January we are at 5.2%. Okay. Now coming to the final question, that is uh, uh, when the government is saying that uh, we may end up with close to 7% uh, uh, GDP growth in FY25, while IMF has projected 6.5%, and uh, many of the other agencies have projected between 6 to 6.3 to 6.5%. What is your reading? For FY24 or FY25? FY25, I'm talking about. Okay. So, FY25, we have a, a slightly lower number uh, than what you just mentioned. Our own projection as of now for FY25 is 6.2%. And there are a couple of reasons for that. One, uh, when we look at the agri situation after an uneven monsoon and uneven post-monsoon rainfall, reservoir levels in some uh, geographies being lower than the historical averages. And, uh, you know, the uh, Ravi sowing also took uh, quite a lot of time to uh, catch up to uh, the previous year's levels. Uh, overall, the sense we have is that the rural mood is going to remain uh, cautious until there is much better... Um, signals coming through on the rainfall front, uh, which will have implications for uh, the sowing and the output for uh, the next year. So possibly rural uh, demand will remain cautious and, um, you know, tangible signs of a good monsoon, etc. would only be available after August. So we're, you know, it, it's going to be several months into FY25 before we could really expect there to be a major upshift in uh, demand from the rural side and the agri output also uh, there would be the lingering impact uh, particularly if the Ravi uh, harvest is not good uh, that's something that will come into Q1 and it could uh, exert some downward pressure on the overall uh, growth rate. Uh, second uh, very specific factor resuming that the full budget is uh, presented after elections on uh, July 1 uh, then uh, with monsoons uh, coming in after that, it's quite possible that CapEx will be very back-ended in FI25. And that is something that could moderate the growth rates for uh, H1 uh, temporarily and therefore have an impact on the overall uh, average growth for uh, FI25. And on the exports front, we are not expecting any major exuberance to come through uh, anytime uh, soon. So uh, exports growth will also remain uh, one of the Achilles yields uh, as far as the overall uh, growth momentum is concerned uh, in uh, FI25, uh, particularly on uh, the merchandise side. And uh, these are some of the reasons why we are a little below consensus uh, in terms of our uh, forecast of a 6.2% GDP growth in uh, FI25. 
what would be the upsides? One upside would be if there is greater clarity and certainty earlier on that uh, we're going to have a good monsoon and uh, you know agricultural outlook. Uh, mm -hmm. Second, I am not certain if state capex will be slow through the election months or is it going to maintain uh, the kind of pace that we saw last year. So if state capex is not back-ended and is front-loaded, uh, then perhaps we could end up uh, with a higher uh, GDP growth now. Thank you, Aditi. Thank you.